0: This is Pursuing Wholeness. We're your hosts, Veronica. And Sean. And here we are. Um, Today, I guess this podcast is going to come out on um, Tuesday, July 21st. Um, It's a few days before that. And um, we are here to first um, pay homage to two greats that left us on the same day. John Lewis, Representative John Lewis, Mm -hmm. and C.T. Vivian. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they're icons in U.S. history. It's not black history or civil rights history. They're icons in U.S. history Mm -hmm. because they took a stand for what is right, even in the face of not just opposition, but violence against their bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, So we got to take a moment just to... To thank them for their legacy and um, and make a commitment that we are gonna do our part and have courage, be brave, and not not shrink back mm-hmm. at the things that that we're facing in life. Mm-hmm. Just take them by the horns and 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 do what we got to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was not um, even though I kind of recognized his face, I wasn't very familiar with CT Vivian. But I know I heard, you know, some stories about him, including I guess a story that most people know about him and um and some others praying on the steps of some government building, you because know, mm-hmm. they were wanting to go in and register to vote and the uh, I can't remember what guy it was, I think it was a sheriff, I yeah, can't like remember. A yeah, I knew it too. And beat him and, you know, his face him in the face. Yeah, and his face was bleeding and all this kind of stuff. Just because they wanted to register to vote, you know, and, um, I mean, that's true courage. And then, of course, John Lewis, you know, I definitely know who he is. And, um, it's really sad to, uh, to hear that. Really sad. Um, but I have a lot of respect for John Lewis. He was so young when he, you know, started, you know, when King and, um, Andrew, um, Not Andrew Jackson. (laughs) Andrew Young. (laughs) Andrew Young. Jeez. King and Andrew Young and Ralph Abernathy and all them were, you know, in their 30s. This dude was in his early 20s.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. way. Well, I won't say Dr. King was way younger than us, but he was younger than us. Mm -hmm.
1: um, Yeah. And I didn't even know that John Lewis spoke at the um, March on Washington. I didn't realize that. He mm -hmm. was the youngest one to speak there or whatever. But, um have a lot of respect for a person, you know, I mean, of course, a lot of respect for him as a black man, you know, who somebody who really lived intentionally and and did a lot for the black community, but then also just as a, as a, as a person, just, just driven, you know, when, when you have a cause that you literally devote all your life to, like to me, there's something extremely impressive about that. You talking about, you know, I mean, so he died at 80 and so he was, you know, about 20, you know, 60 years of work, man, 60 years at least.
0: Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. You know, I have a lot of respect for that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's like we we can't just I guess having having them here with us this long, like just (laughs) imagine like these were contemporaries of Dr. King. Mm-hmm. So Dr. King, if he had lived out his life, he very well could have been here as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess he probably was more so along the age of um, C.T. Vivian. Right. And um, I don't know, like it's easy for us to think of like civil rights as being something that happened a long time ago or people marching on Washington being a long time ago or walking across the Edmund Pettus Bridge Mm -hmm. but when we have people who are passing away right now Mm -hmm. who did those things, it shows you that it wasn't that long ago.
1: Yeah, It wasn't long ago at all.
0: And so it's, it's like we can't just think like, oh, look at all the great things they did. So glad that's over. Because the thing is like just thinking about it on a very basic, in a very basic way just like we are losing um, some of our great civil rights leaders in this season right now, there's the same people who were trying to keep black people from having rights. They still a lot. Some of them still around too. And they raise children Mm -hmm. and grandchildren. And so those things perpetuate those, those, um, I guess the racism that comes from that has perpetuated, not necessarily saying that all of their children are racist as well, but it just it's just a reminder that we are still in the early phases of, of this thing. It's not something that is, you know, done with.
1: Right, right. You know, it's crazy. It's like John Lewis and C.T. Vivian, you know, go into eternity in this moment. You know, we have all these different kind of things going on now. It's like a, like a, like a, what am I trying to say? Like a, like a, a new, a new thing, you know, mm-hmm. so to speak. A new old thing mm-hmm. for the black community. And, um, you know, I told you what my dad had said recently. He was talking about how the age that we are, which is, you know, mid thirties. He was saying how, um we are the age of those people back then. The people who were standing up for, you know, civil rights for African Americans. People, you know, people who were like really doing some significant things. You know, it it even makes me think about the documentary we watched about Robert Kennedy. Mm -hmm. You know, so he he was, I'm sure, around the same age as well.
0: Right, right.
1: It's another example, it's like, it was lots of what I would consider now young, people um who were like standing up for something right right. standing up you know and um which is i think we're about to start getting into what we want to talk about now Mm -hmm. you know they weren't you know they weren't just and i ain't saying nothing bad about because i do the same thing now but they weren't just getting up and punching the clock and just you know doing whatever and eating and sleeping and you know, having the kids and the car and the house and, the, and just day in and day out, same old, same old, same old. You mm-hmm. know, again, I'm not saying anything's necessarily wrong with that, but again, it's something very compelling to me when you have somebody whose life is devoted to a cause to better somebody else's life.
0: You right. Know? You right. know, the thing that's interesting, though, is that for some of them, maybe even all of them, what you described as the day in and day out humdrum of life, that probably was the kind of life that they were living Mm -hmm. until something pulled Mm -hmm. them into a higher calling,
1: I guess. Yeah, I think that's right, yeah.
0: And I think that that's an opportunity that everybody gets a chance to respond to, Mm -hmm. but everybody doesn't respond. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that's not, not, we're not omitted from that. We, I believe that this pandemic, this, um, as a lot of people have termed it, the, the coronavirus pandemic, but also the racial pandemic is one of those catalytic experiences or moments that should call us into a higher purpose, a higher calling. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of whether we are going to answer that call. Yeah. Cause I, I think about, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's just like what we just talked about, the fact that civil rights movement and all the things that were gained and fought for, that was within a lifetime, that all of that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Um, as, and then today to call what we're dealing with now a racial pandemic, this pandemic has been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. But we kind of... I guess it has waves, maybe what people are expecting with coronavirus, you know second wave, third wave It's like it's still there but you have waves and I don't really even know what a, a second wave with coronavirus even means because I yeah. just don't even know when the wave stopped or it's just a wave I it's mean, like a continuous yeah. wave
1: right, public public uh, health officials are like, I mean we're still in the first one
0: yeah, <clears throat> and everybody's I I, I'm not going to get on that yeah. but y'all look if y'all think coronavirus is in some kind of hiatus, you've been sleeping, it's time to wake up.
1: For real, for real.
0: 'Cause it's 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 just been raging. The only reason mm. why it took a little pause is cause people did what they're supposed to do for a little while. For a little while. But as soon as stuff changed, stuff changed. Mm. But um but yeah, I believe we're in that that moment. There's a um a woman who came to Mercer for the building, the building the Beloved Community Symposium this year. Her name is Brenda Salter McNeil, and Dr. Brenda Salter McNeil, I believe. She's out of Seattle, and just her talk had such an impact on me. But she talked about, and this was in February, she talked about how we're at the point of a Kairos moment. And a Kairos moment is the kind of moment that seizes you and says that this is the time. Mm -hmm. This is like the call. Mm -hmm. You need to pay attention. And you are being called to act in a way that you may not be, may not have ever been called to act before. And she said that she talked about that and it was so compelling to me. I mean, I was brought to tears. (laughs) And, um... I mean, it just, it just was so compelling to me. And Mm -hmm. then here we are.
1: Right. This was in February. We had no
0: idea. Mm -hmm. This truly is a Kairos moment. Mm -hmm. This is one of those, the time moments that you either act or you don't. But if you don't act, you're going to miss being a part of something significant. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that, um... Mm -hmm just like representative John Lewis and CT Vivian and I I don't know if he's a doctor or not but um CT Vivian um these are the those the, they were men who were in the midst of a kairos moment and they jumped on board and the thing is um you know there are other people back then who didn't And that's, it's the same now. Like you can either jump on board or you don't. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, you know, I'm sure you kind of see what I'm pulling up here. I am. Let me get closer to the microphone. I am. I don't know. You know, I told my wife, uh, you talking about this whole Kairos moment thing. I told my wife about a month ago that, you know, every time I turn around, you know, I keep on, you know, looking, you know, call it what you will. I keep on looking at my watch or looking at whatever clock I'm close to. And it always, even yesterday, it happened again, 3.33.
0: What are you talking about in the morning? It's like early in the morning?
1: Um. Well, not early in the morning, Um. but like I guess in the afternoon. And it always, you know, it's like I'm minding my business and kind of doing stuff. And I just happen to look right up <laughs> and it says 3.33. Like I said, I mean, this happened many, many times. And um,
0: you have an internal clock that's like set to 3.33.
1: <laughs> right. You know, it's like... um. You know, and I'm even kind of looking at something here that's kind of like talking about the significance of three, you know, like in the Bible and stuff like that. You know, you have the Trinity, and then you have Jesus rose on the third day. You know, you have whenever something was mentioned three times in the Bible, like, you know, um, pay Peter, attention to that.
0: Then Peter denied Jesus three times?
1: Um, I guess he did. I guess he did. But, you know, even like, even with that, whenever Jesus told him after he had risen, you know he asked him like do you love me feed my sheep mm-hmm. he asked three times you know just to kind of like usually in a, in the bible whenever something was mentioned three times like you need to pay attention to this right here like it's emphasized for some reason holy 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 but any, anyway
0: <laughs> even when i do my um emojis i always do three laughing emojis <laughs> oh hmm, interesting <laughs>
1: yeah i guess there's something biblical about that then <laughs> but anyway um I don't know. I definitely... I'm just saying to say um, I do feel like this is that moment um, for us.
0: So, you ain't had no enlightenment about number three?
1: Well, (laughs) I mean, the things I was saying, I guess it's just that um, whenever you talk about Kairos moment, you know, I just kind of think about how significant things are in the Bible. Like, whenever they're mentioned three times, it's like the emphasis is like, pay attention, pay attention. So, I was like, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe it's something there. I keep on seeing that's like pay attention, Sean. Pay attention. Like look what's going on. Look what's mm-hmm. going on. And um, I even had a dream. I, won't... I was
0: just about to mention that dream.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna go into it now because I still really haven't told a lot of people about the dream. But it's a dream I had back in college years, like when I think I can't remember what year I was in. But it was a dream I had where stuff, certain things were happening around me and. And the dream was so, um, it was so maybe poignant, I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but it stuck out so much in my mind. You know you a lot of times have those dreams where they're like very real, then you wake up and it's like, you press the delete button instantly and you can just kinda see it kinda going away into the abyss. <laughs> but this is one of those things where I was like, when I woke up I was like, I gotta remember that. So I got up, I got up and I made a point to go and type it and I might have it saved on a um, flash drive. I mean, this is this is what at least 13 years later. And sometimes I wonder if a lot of the things that have been going on, because I keep on, I keep on having these inst- instances this year, maybe even a little bit last year, where I'm like, you know, Veronica, I wonder if that dream that I had is relevant to now. She's like, I think it is, Sean. I think it is. But um,
0: so what's the dream?
1: I, I might share it another time. I, oh. I, yeah, like I said, I think I want to share it another time. Um, I know that you guys might be listening and be like, um, "Man, Sean, how you gonna, how you gonna have a cliffhanger like that? How you gonna leave us hanging?" And I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> let, let me pray about it. But anyway, indeed, this is a moment. You know, like when you were mentioning that stuff, you me think about like Dr. Martin Luther King. Clearly, you know, he had he had just gone to. Um, he had left his dad's church and he, he had moved with his family to Alabama. What's the name of the church? Dexter?
0: I think that's street.
1: Was, yeah, I think it's, yeah. He had just started to preach at that church, you know, and, you know, doing what pastors do, you know, kind of like the new pastor and he's taking care of this and that and all these things. And then it was an event, you know, where a lady by the name of Rosa Parks, um, she refused you know, to absolutely. get up. Absolutely. <laughs> right, right. Like you said, absolutely. She, she wasn't going to get up or whatever. She was, you know, tired and whatever, whatever. And that was like a moment where, you know, everybody knew something needed to happen. And then, you know, the Montgomery Improvement Association was formed and they, they, everybody unanimously, if I remember correctly, um, wanted, Dr. Martin Luther King to be the um, the spokesman, the head of it. And he said, you know, I couldn't say no. <laughs> you know, he said he couldn't say no. And so that was literally what thrust Dr. King into the forefront. It wasn't like he had been planning for this. Now now, granted, dude was brilliant. He was yeah. a brilliant young man.
0: He was being called, but he probably just didn't realize it.
1: Right, from a very early age. Like even if you look, in, I have his auto, an autobiography of him and you see, you know, how young he was when he graduated from high school and went to college. You see some of the things that he um, did when he was even a little kid before uh, college and all that kind of stuff. And some of the some of the, you know, the, the a lot of the reading that he was doing mm-hmm. in college of these great works of prose, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but dude, do was being set up for what he ended up doing you know and like I mean I know I I feel like it's the same with my wife and I and it, it's probably the same for you listening you know there's something that you need to do that you've been being set up for you might even seem like it might even feel like you just kind of been just existing but if you kind of been set up for a time perhaps like now because I, I believe I know with my wife and I I really do believe that there's been some stuff that's happening now that when we think back to our lives growing up to us coming together, specifically Veronica and I being together um, and having some of the same kind of thoughts about different kind of things. Like, yeah, I, I think a lot, a, a good portion of that could be for this time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could, I could probably entertain y'all for hours with all the different <laughs> Veronica musings. Like I, I remember being a kid I was 11 and I um I couldn't sleep so I got up and I went to wherever my mom was I can't remember if she was downstairs or in her room and I was like troubled and um I don't know if this is one of those times y'all used to have these times my mom if she listens to this she probably would shake her head I would just go in her room and cry I mean, cry like boo-hoo, cry. I mean, I'm not talking like I was three. I was like 11 and 12 and 13. I'd just be crying and mourning and wailing. And she was like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I like, I don't know. What's wrong with you?
1: I thought you were younger than that. I didn't know you were 11, 12, 13. I might
0: have been eight and then going up to 11, 12. It would happen a lot. My mom can tell you better. I had to have her on for part two. But, um... Lenny, I don't know if this is one of those times, but I just went, I was like, mom, I just wonder if we serving the right God, if we serving the right God, mom, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, what about the way we're serving him? He's not pleased with it. Mm-hmm. And my mom kind of, you know, gave me some assurances and sent me back to bed. But I've always had this very strong, like desire to to please God and to live in a way that, pleased him. And I I had this sense that perhaps the way we had been going about it wasn't what God had in mind. And I I believe that strongly today. Mm -hmm. We can talk about this another time. But another thing that happened when I was a kid, I don't know if I was a kid. I might have been a young adult. I can't remember. I think I, if I, if I know I definitely had it when I was in law school, may have had it as a kid too, where I wondered if, if God (laughs) <laughs> it. I'll say it <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I wondered if God um Was for black people <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if he interesting. loved us That's interesting. I just had this feeling that That like maybe God Was like White people's God And he wasn't ours mm. I don't know It was mm. weird Like I, I can't remember exactly why mm. But like I just I was just like Where are we in the Bible? <laughs>
2: mm.
0: <laughs> Where are black Jeez. people in the Bible? And I just If I only had done a little research, I would have realized that we were there. I ain't going to go into no more details, but we were there. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, God loves everybody. Mm -hmm. Put that on the record. Um, But anyway, like I said, I could entertain y'all with many, many stories. Hopefully entertain y'all, not bore y'all. But like Sean said, we have been shaped and molded over our lifetimes with experiences, with thoughts. And ponderings and all of that perhaps for such a time as this and we can't we can't and I I mean this is like something I strongly believe is I think this is like if I ever had a quote this would be one of my quotes I believe where your greatest strength lies in your greatest weakness so the thing that you often struggle with the most is the thing that God has put in you to accomplish his purposes Mm-hmm. but it's just unrefined. It hasn't been refined by him and shaped and molded by him and we have to submit that to him so that he can make us into that person that he meant for us to be. We, the 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 weakness aspect of it is the um is the 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 fallen part. And God has to redeem it and raise it up. Mm-hmm. But um I believe that and I believe that um the things that we we just got to pay attention, pay attention to what we've been experiencing and thinking and all that. And see, you know, what does that mean for now?
1: Right. Right. And then keeping, keeping in mind as well that, um, you know, sometimes you've had things happen, but you just kind of like dismissed them and you kind of got into life's routine. And then you kind of caught yourself feeling like, you know, you're not really one of those people who, who has, like, some sort of real purpose or whatever, you know. But, um, you know, I think it's easy to get to that place, but, you know, you got to realize, you know, even me thinking about this stuff now, again, I can't help but think about it so much more with the passing of um, John Lewis and C.T. Vivian, you know, like, you have a purpose, and chances are you've been getting clues throughout your life about what that purpose is or whatever. You know, and I and let me be careful. I mean, maybe it's well, I heard her explain this way before. You have a purpose, but you have many assignments or whatever. But anyhow, like you could you could have been getting clues about this stuff all along. But it's so easy in this life, even in the midst of everything that's going on now with the pandemic and with the, as you said, racial pandemic, it's easy to still just kind of be like about that routine, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, even with everything going on, the reason why I say that is because a lot of us want things to go back so we can kind of have that fami- that familiar thing. But the truth is we're kind of being kicked out of it. Right. We're being pushed out, you know, depending on who you are, it, you could be being pushed out more so into, what you were created for, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's right. Exactly. If we allow it, you know, I think, you know, that's where comfort can be so dangerous or whatever. You know, we all want to be comfortable. I want to be comfortable, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's things in this world that need you to act a certain way. To like to affect change in those 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 things, you know, um, I don't know, I don't know. This is really a time to live on purpose, you know. And, and um, I've been, I know with me, I've been burning on the inside for quite a while to do stuff that has more more purpose to it. When I get caught up in the routine and all that kind of stuff, at first I was okay. At first, I was cool.
0: That's just what you expected to right, do. Right,
1: right, right. I went through school and did all that kind of stuff. I got my degrees. I went, you know, I worked and everything. You know, I got the wife, you know, I got the house, got the car, got the got the kids, got a kid first. But then at some point, it was like, all right, so I'm I'm going to be doing this for the next 35 years oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no you know and just kind of seeing talking to coworkers who've been there 30 35 40 years sometimes more than 40 years like man good gracious lie how y'all do this man you know um and just kind of knowing on the inside of me that at least that that's not gonna be all there is to to stuff for me it's just not going to be and if it was you know but then feeling that restlessness because it's like, well, what else do I need to be doing? Um, but anyway, I don't wanna to go too much off of that because um, that could be the subject of another podcast. The main thing is, you know, think about John Lewis and C.T. Vivian, man. They live very, very purpose-driven lives. Very purpose-driven lives. Like, amazing, amazing. You know, and and, and we need that. We We need to be that way. We need to see people being that way, our kids need to see people being that way, you know. It's so much shallow stuff in life, you know, it's a lot of we see a lot of uh facades, you mm-hmm. know, the way this world is. We see facades of a lot of us, you know, like this 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 um image of something that we we really aren't because the world encourages that. But we really need to see real people living real purposeful lives.
0: Yeah, I think um, social media really contributes to that because it's almost like a competition where you feel like you have to show your life as being better than somebody else's life mm-hmm. instead of just living your own life. I mean, everything, it's like, even me, I, I think of a lot of things in my life as a, I frame it as a fra- a Facebook post in my head. Whether or not I actually am going to post it, it's like you just kind of think, how would I put this on Facebook? Mm-hmm. What would I say, what kind of picture would I use to to illustrate what I'm saying, and it's just everything and i I um mm-hmm. I do the same I don't thing. know, yeah, it's just like I don't really like that
1: <laughs> me either,
0: but it's hard to it's hard not to think like that,
1: and yeah, yeah, exactly. something happened, and I'd be like, man, you know, I have something to say about it, man i'm a, if Veronica, I'm gonna go on Facebook and post this that, and the other. And it's like, hold on a second. Like, what is that going to do anyway?
2: Yeah. they ain't
1: going to do nothing. You know, somebody might glance at it and just click like. They might do that. But it's like, I don't know. Have you really even, have you made any sort of difference? It's like, I don't know. Maybe you kind of tweak somebody's mind a little bit if they happen to read more than like two or three words of your post. But um, I don't know. I think sometimes that stuff like you're saying kind of does keep us from really kind of doing stuff in a more meaningful way.
0: hmm Just uh. doing what we're going to do. We, we're doing, we always doing everything for a specific, to try to encourage a certain level of engagement. hmm Um, and so that, that's just not going to, it's not going to fly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, um, I do believe that, that this is one of those moments This is one of those times that people will look back on in the future and they will say, they'll have something to say about what we did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whether it's positive or negative, they'll have something to say. Mm -hmm. And I just just constantly had this feeling, I don't want to miss this moment. Sean's laughing because I say it probably every day. It's like, I just have this angst. I just don't want to miss this moment. And I often don't know what that looks like. Where do I grab on? Because there's so much to do right now. Um, at the same time, being so little to do. <laughs> because of do the, I guess like there's so much work that needs to be done. But at the same time, we don't have as many of the forums that we used to have, like the physical forums, because of the pandemic. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, So it's not like you go out and do. I mean, people have been marching and things. I, I just haven't been out there. I do wonder, like, okay, so what do we need to do? What do I need to do to make an impact? Not not for myself, but, like, just how can I put my hand to the plow? Mm-hmm. Because I have certain gifts and talents and ways of thinking that are instrumental to what's going on. And I just have to, we have to um, be very intentional mm-hmm. about how we apply mm-hmm ourselves to this to this time
1: yeah that's the word intentional 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 you'll never you'll never live a life of purpose if you're not intentional about it you know and i think sometimes we feel like just because we want to we want to be a certain way it's just gonna happen you mm-hmm. know i do believe that god sometimes does things to kind of like push you um when you're not you know well Yeah, if when you're not kind of like stepping out yourself, but um, but you got to be intentional. John Lewis had to be very intentional as a young man to, to do a lot of what he was doing, even after he got beat up, you know, in Selma and stuff like that. He had to be very intentional.
0: And even as he went throughout his career. Right. I mean, he's still relevant. He's been relevant <laughs> for yeah. a long time. Yeah, he yeah, he's heard him. heard him making statements about various issues over the years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, it might be partially because we're in Georgia where he is. So sometimes I think um I sometimes I wonder how much other people hear, but here in Georgia you hear a lot about um uh, Representative Lewis. Right. So
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Um
0: yeah, it's probably time to wrap it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up. Um Are you living on purpose? Are you Does does um does the passing of CT Vivian, John Lewis, or does the racial racial tension, the pandemic, do these things kind of like cause you to feel something up in your your spirit? You know, like deep in there like you need to do something? Um, we want to hear from you. You know, I mean, if you feel comfortable with sharing the details, you know, please do. You know, if you just want to acknowledge, yeah, I've been feeling like I need to do something too. Um, but I'm not comfortable sharing the details. I mean, we'll take that too. But if you if you've been feeling something, we want to hear from you. Just um, you can go on Facebook um on my Facebook page at Sean B2B leave a comment or you might be on instagram at sean b2b fitness leave a comment let us know kind of like how you feel how this episode has um what is bringing to your mind you know um and also please share please share please share you know this is this is a time where we don't need to just be kind of like listening to podcasts and just being like oh man that was uh, you know that was that was pretty relevant you know share it you know listen to it and think about like what your What you need to be doing right now
0: Mm -hmm. And I think Even in sharing Your feelings and your thoughts You find other people who are on that same Wavelength I'll share my own Testimony in that regard On Thursday um, A few days ago I was just feeling really Anxious and restless Just angsty Just like man Gotta do something I don't know what I mean to the point I couldn't focus on anything And I um I just didn't know who to who to contact, who to reach out to, who would understand where I was coming from. And then, in the course of that day, and and uh, I heard from, uh, I talked, reached out to, or heard from three friends who um were feeling the same way in their own way. And only by sharing how I felt did I find that they were also feeling the same way. Right. And now we're going to start um, convening somehow, either just to pray or to um, study um, something together or to um, just encourage each other, hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. But that was just from sharing the, the restlessness that I felt. Mm-hmm. So y'all let's don't keep it to yourself. You just never know who else might be feeling how you feel or who else may have a remedy to your mm-hmm. problem.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, this is a Kairos moment. This is like a moment in time where things are coming together and it's, you know, it's time for us to decide how we're going to live our life, what our response is going to be, how much on purpose we're going to live. So, so do your part, do your part.
0: And God is helping. The spirit is moving. Mm-hmm. I know that my connections um, with the the women who I connected with these past couple of days it's, it's the spirit it has to be there is no other explanation y'all there's no other explanation mm-hmm. it's not a coincidence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if, if I, i'm not gonna lay out all the details but if i did you'll see it's just not a coincidence mm-hmm. so the spirit will help you mm-hmm. if you really want to find the solution the spirit will lead you
1: mm-hmm. 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 yeah exactly that's a blessing it's a blessing you know so you don't always have to feel like you got to guess what to do you know, he'll bring things together for you. Um, one last thing I'll say before we close is, um, if you're somebody, you know, sometimes, you know, people will say that they enjoy the podcast, this podcast or at the other one, you have at the crossroads and they want to support, you know, if you are somebody who wants to support, you you can go to patreon.com forward slash B2B health wholeness, And it's a couple of levels that you can choose from, you know, to support at a level that you're comfortable with, um again um thank you if you if that's you you know and you make a contribution everything goes towards helping us to produce this podcast and keep on doing what we're doing to hopefully motivate you through our experiences in our lives and what we have going on okay all right i think that's it all right yeah thank you guys y'all be blessed and um we'll see you next time